Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Copy Chief Radio. It's Kevin Rogers here. Uh, great episode today. Do I say it every time? Yeah. Is it true every time? Yeah. Right? So that's fair. Uh, my man Brian McCarthy is here today. Brian is a, uh, a well-versed sales copywriter. He works a lot in the personal development niche, also the uh, fitness, health, wellness niches. Um, but uh, like any great copywriter, he can... He can enter just about any niche and uh, learn the hot buttons quickly. And today, um, Brian uh, is going to talk to us about uh, case studies. This is one of the most overlooked um, ways that you can influence on your website uh, is with a good case study. We all know about testimonials and how important those are, but case studies are kind of the new thing um, because it's a great way to teach uh, show off and provide value all at the same time. Uh, and Brian wrote a great article on copychief.com. Uh, the URL is uh, copychief.com forward slash how to 2x your case studies. So it's essentially how to double the value of your case studies. And uh, Brian, man, it's good to have you here. I appreciate you making time all the way from Prague today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, bro. Uh, and so, cool side note, you know, I uh, love that you're doing this whole, you know, nomad uh, uh, freelancer entrepreneur thing. It's uh, It's been cool, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, especially when you can like travel with a group of people who are also doing similar sort of things, yeah. which is what I've been doing. Now, how is that? That's like it. So you're like a band of gypsies. Uh, yeah. Have the people like much. been uh, married and divorced already in the process? Or <laughs> how weird is it getting? Oh, you're gonna get me in trouble already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's certainly a whole lot of uh, like relationships going on between the people here. And like, weirdly enough, there are people on the trip who kind of like left their husbands back home. But oh, wow. I guess it's like they just came to agreements before and like figured out how to have a ways to make it work. So yeah. Uh, monogamy, monogamy is so nineties really, you know, <laughs> it's so double odd. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, that's awesome, dude. I'm sure you could teach us all a lot about yeah. the world now and, uh, and just the ability to move around like that. Also our buddy, Russell Lachlan is doing that in, in his own way. As yeah. Well. Really. Yeah, cool. I know. It's funny. Actually, Ross contacted me. We've been doing uh, case study stuff the past couple of days together. Oh, really? Cool. All right. So let's talk about case studies. Um, so, you know, just give us the the defining difference here. Uh, like I said, we all know about testimonials. Uh, you know, you want a, a customer or a client bragging about you, saying how great it was. Uh, those are good. But, you know, I think the thing with testimonials, I look at it like this. You, you have to have them, but they rarely get read. Right. Or, or really, really absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like exactly you, you, you notice if they're not there, but it's probably not why you're going to end up buying the thing. Yeah. Testimonials are great. You're not going to knock them at all. It's it's more of like a quality of proof versus quantity thing. Like mm -hmm. with testimonials, it's just so easy 
for the reader to kind of gloss over it and be like, oh, yeah, I see like the before and after. I see that that happened, but that could never work for me. Like they just have their own internal barriers and they might not even know what, you know, what their real barrier keeping them from buying is. They might think it's one thing, but actually it's something else. And that's the kind of thing that a case study can enter that just a testimonial being like, oh, sure, I was skeptical, but then I joined and now things are great. Like, okay, but why are you skeptical? What (laughs) What happened in between? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, even just like what that skepticism is, like when you – that flavor of that can be different for different people. So right. when you can really identify it, you know, which – and case studies are perfect for that, then you can get people to see like, oh, yeah, this is for me. I can see that this is for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So um, – all right. So why why are they more important than people realize? Because for that exact reason that people can just sort of think that – you know, I've, I've – more of been getting into case studies, I kind of avoided it at first because so mm-hmm. few people have them. And then like they just rely on testimonials. But when you see really good ones, then you really understand the value. And like, as I was saying, it, it becomes because like the value comes from being able to get, you know, the you get the language of your customer, you get the you can uncover, you know, pains and desires that you didn't even know that they had and the language they used to describe them. So you're getting a much deeper look into your customer, which you can then apply to all other areas in your marketing. And in the case study itself, it's getting into those deeper parts of your reader's brain that's showing them like, oh, this person who's a lot more like me than this testimonial who's just like a random, you know, phrase, this person who had the same problems I have um, was able to do it. So it gives them more proof Mm. that they Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, me sitting down with you and telling you about somebody who joined Copy Chief and had success uh, or them happening upon us in the restaurant and sitting down to join us and telling you their story themselves. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. (laughs) That just reminded me of this other uh, um, quick tangent about case studies. I know this guy who's like a big marketer who went into pitch in front of like Lego and all these other big companies and he did something super smart. You know, he went to pitch in for like 15 companies. He brought, um, up like one of his clients to the like afterwards kind of drink dinner party thing. Mm-hmm. So he just like had a live case study there to go talk about his business. Yeah. And he wound up closing, um, actually more deals, like more meetings than he had because people would just hear about him and come to him. Yeah, very cool. That's that is super smart. You have have a have a plant in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And I like what you said about gaining insights, you know, yourself. It's just great market research to go deep with your exactly. with your clients, with your customers. And I'll I'll say something else. Um it shows how much you stand behind your claims, right? It's you know, I think the big fear people have when they buy something from uh yeah. from uh, an expert is well how do i know this person's even involved or you know uh they probably have this team of writers and and you know they, they barely know this product exists right well if you're conducting case studies with people who've used the product certainly that shows that you're in the trenches and this is a very real thing for you absolutely and you're showing like they're seeing the time and effort you go into getting to know your customers and into creating this proof for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, you know, even 
they just read one case study, then see a dozen more, and that becomes incredibly powerful. Like they don't need to read the rest oh, of yeah. them; they just know that, like, wow, you like, yeah, this is for real. That's a really good point. They're probably only going to read consume one, but having multiple really just brings it home. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk about you. Got some examples because I'm thinking. You know, what, what, what's the framework for a case study? Because, you know, like we said, part of the requirement here is that we need obviously a, a happy customer who's gotten a big result and they're willing to spend a little time with us walking, walking us through their result. Yeah, that's, that's definitely part. And then you would also want, you know, to find the right case study that's, yeah, excited to talk to you and who's going to be a fit for... Um, your market, you know, you've got your general idea for the avatar. So you want someone who's, you know, going to fit them demographically and in terms of like having the same barriers and then getting the same outcome that they want. Right, right. So there's definitely a, like, yeah, just selecting the right case study can yeah. even be a. And, and, you know, if you're doing any sort of ask method style <laughs> segmenting and you know your buckets, it's really great idea to have at least one case study per bucket. Totally. Yeah. So that people can see uh, themselves no matter what kind of avatar they are. Um, you got a couple cool examples here. Uh, uh, Selena Sue, yep. who I got to know a little bit recently, um, and I know she's a super cool um, person doing lots of cool stuff. What was the big breakthrough with her? Oh, uh, yeah. So that was really cool because I went into that case study just being like, oh, this is going to be one of those stories of like someone who was like down on our luck and then this turned her around. Um, and this was when we were doing the interview for the, um, you know, zero launch or meets product mm -hmm. and then getting on the phone, I was like, okay, that's not really the story. And talking to her more, we got into this, like the word introvert kept popping up. So we got into this, you know, like deeper fear of like, she didn't think that she could have an online business because, you know, that's something for introverts. Mm -hmm. And that resonated for with me because yeah. I, I felt the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then she went on to talk about how like other people would thank her for like being an inspiration for introverts and showing that I could do it. So it was kind of like this light bulb of like, oh my God, like this is this big area of people out there that like this is an objection that's deeply rooted that is not being really addressed in you know in our copy or elsewhere. So that's why I made it like a predominant part when I was kind of revamping that case study. I made it a pretty prominent part of the story. Right. It'd like hook those introverts and be like, oh, okay, someone like me did it. Yeah. And so were you guys hearing back, uh, you know, that, oh, wow, you know, mention of uh, Selena's story and that sort of stuff? Um, I, I'm not on that email chain if it is, but I don't know. Just say yes, Brian. <laughs> yes, it turned out to be the one difference in the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that, and that brought I will teach from the you know from Remit's apartment to the multi That's right from from the, from the today. obscurity <laughs> that was Remit's eighty to to what we all yeah. know today. Um, okay, cool. And so uh, you also have an example about Febreze. Yeah, yeah, that was um, I forget what book that was in, but they talked about you know Febreze was having trouble selling their product. They did basically what you think they would do they promoted it as like hey this is the thing that gets rid of odors without making things like without leaving any smell behind but nobody was buying it so what they went and they did they talked to their best customers and found out how their best customers thought about it how they used it how they interacted with it which is 
um, similar to what you're doing in a case study, you're getting into, you know, how they use the product and what they got from it and how they view what they got from it. And they realized, you know, they talked to one woman who was like just cruising through bottles and she was like, oh, I, you know, it's not about the odorless. I just like to use it as a, you know, little exclamation point at the end of the, you know, it's like a little mini celebration when I'm done cleaning. Right. So they made that like the central positioning of how they sell the product. You know, they'd end their commercials with the woman doing the last final spray and feeling satisfied and closing the door. And then they wound up like doubling sales within a couple months and got it up to the, you know, giant, I think it was like, they started making 230 million in sales by the end of that year. Yeah, I want to say the book was The Power of Habit. That yes, I mm-hmm. think pretty sure that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really really fascinating, right? And again, it's that idea of well, what is a case study for how do people actually use this product? You know, we think they're trying to cover up uh odors when they occur, but in fact, our best yeah. customers are using it as a habit of to them it signifies this room is done. Now it smells good. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I have that great feeling of mission accomplished. Totally, and, and that's and, why I love talking to um, you know happy customers in these case studies, is because you find out like, oh, I thought people were buying for this reason, but mm-hmm. it's actually that reason, yeah. and now I know how to position and sell this thing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Um, all right, so what are some other ways we get? Um, uh, that deeper customer insight, you know, when we're assembling these case studies. Yeah. So a lot like it's, you can start with just the general targeted questions of, you know, what was like your life before, during and after using the product, like those kind of things there. I gave you a bunch of examples in the article that people can just swipe and use. Um, but also really the big key that like where all the gold is buried is in follow-up questions. You know, they give you an answer of, you know, oh, I was, you know, skeptical because I tried other programs and they didn't work. And then that's, then you start like diving into like, okay, what, um, you, you start diving deeper into that skepticism, like ask them, you know, to go into more examples. And then you can either find out what it was that was wrong with those other companies that didn't work, or you can like actually find out, you can go on a little tangent and realize that there's other, you know, doubts that were buried that they didn't realize like there was one i was taught when i'm looking at the case study interview rosted um which was really smart he like you know the initial survey response was like oh we we worked with other companies and they didn't you know we weren't that happy with the results and then through the case study interview he found out like there was an additional fear of oh but you know i shouldn't need to hire ross to help me with my uh, positioning. I'm a copywriter. I should be able, able to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really diving into you know with follow-up questions and just getting deeper into you know the barriers and the you know what they got from the product. You know, another example like there's one person I was talking to. She's like, oh my god, I use this product and or you know the like what was it like to finally get those results? And she's like, oh my god, it was amazing. Like, what the heck does amazing mean? Right. And she said, oh, it's like I um, forget what it was exactly. Oh, I never have to worry about money again. Like that's so much more powerful. <laughs> and amazing. it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Great. So. And I love that uh, you're using in the article, you bring up, you know, Cal Fussman, who is one of my kind of heroes. I know. I learned about him from listening to your podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty, pretty well regarded as the best interviewer out there. 
and uh, you know, you have the quote from him that you know people will respond to his first question with a comment, and that's where the real work lies. It's in you know paying careful attention to that response, and then he asks a second question based on that that response, and then you're you're starting to get at the deeper answer. Um, so because the, you know. M- you know, as uh, uh, copywriters and a lot of people in my world, and I bet you're, you, you know, you're in this commune here, <laughs> roaming the world. And I bet everybody in that it's group. It's a cult. Just, yeah, you're a little a cult. cult there. I bet a lot of your cultists are, um, <laughs> they kind of like live in that place where you ask a question and you, you, you probably get a deep answer. It's, it, you know, but most people including our best customers a lot of times, don't yeah. walk around uh, ready to give a deep answer, right? Yeah, it just, it takes time to get to that depth, which is why, mm-hmm. you know, surveys don't do it. And just taking, you know, you ask that first question, even face to face, you're not going to get, you're not going to get that deeper answer. And uh, like a great tool, you like, you know, take a survey or face to face answer. You can be like, oh, what? what was holding you back and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't have an idea. And I wasn't sure what what my next steps were. Like the way they say one thing, they can be like, Oh, I, I I didn't have an idea. And I wasn't really sure what my next steps were. Uh, Like they can just kind of blow one off and have a lot of like energy behind the other one. And then they're like, Oh wait, it sounds like this other one, you know, um, you know, not knowing your idea, that sounds like it might've been like the real one and they'll be like oh yeah totally and then they'll just like kind of unload and give you more information about you know how much they struggled with it and yeah you're right that's that's a great so there's no ending to that sentence but there you go yeah yeah, yeah. put put on your interviewer's cap and and dig deep um yeah yeah fantastic cool um again the article is at copychief.com you can search brian mccarthy uh the url is uh you know copychief.com forward slash how to 2x your case studies. Uh, you could just search for case studies as well, and I'm sure it'll come up for you. Um, uh, all right, so Brian, once you have a case study, um, yep. you know, obviously we're going to post it on our site, maybe e- email it out to the list. How else can we make some uh, some use of it? Um, yeah, well, you kind of touched on one before. Like, it's it can be a great use for an ask funnel when you, you know, you got your four buckets, and then you can, you know, send them the specific case study. Um, and you can always, you know, like we said before, take the pieces of it. You know, a lot of times you'll get these great pieces, like, you know, fears or barriers they had that don't quite make it into the case study that can become, you know, their own blog posts. It can be great fodder to write additional, um, content. You know, you can use the case study as a lead magnet. I've been seeing a lot of really effective ones lately, uh, people doing that. Um, you can even, you know, weave these into your sales pages or just make them, you know, a sales page in itself. You can have a nice, you know, call to action for your $50 product or whatever. Um, and that's, that's really the big one, actually, though, like weaving into your sales page, because mm-hmm. a, a lot of times, like even like, especially if you're like a guru kind of person, people like, even if, yeah, you got my thoughts and everything right, but like they still maybe can't identify you. So when you have, you can bring in someone else, and share their story in that deeper way. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you didn't really experience that same trouble that they did. Um, you know, maybe weight loss wasn't that big of a problem for you. And, you know, you're selling a weight loss project Then you can bring in this case study and like really hammer into some like deeper emotions of like, yeah, this person was, you know, on the brink of, you know, needing to go to the hospital and it, her, 
you know, three-year-old daughter, I'm actually stealing an example from the fat diminisher, which was uh, mm-hmm. on ClickBank. They basically took this, told the story of like this woman who's, you know, standing there at the porch wondering, watching her three-year-old daughter go to school going, how much longer am I going to be able to watch this because she just had a, you know, um, interview with or talk with the doctor that didn't go so well. Right. So you can really just up-level the emotional impact by bringing in case studies that have, you know, really powerful stories. Yeah, fantastic. Good stuff, man. Again, copychief.com, search case study or Brian McCarthy. That's our man with the plan today. Uh, Brian, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it and making time there in Prague. I'm sure it's beautiful. Send us some photos, all right? Yeah, sure thing, man. I got a I got a travel blog that's only a month behind that you can keep up on. <laughs> is that on uh, the PD copywriter? It is. Yeah, I just mix in some random. Oh, and now that we're done talking about uh, copy, here's some stuff about Bulgaria. <laughs> that's great. Well, cool, man. All right, the PD as in personal development copywriter dot com is where you can find Brian. It'll be linked on the show notes page. Uh, thanks a lot for this great article, bro, and uh, all the great work you're doing out there. I appreciate you sharing some of that hard-won wisdom that you're gaining out there in the trenches. Sweet. Yeah, thank you very much, Kevin. This is awesome. All right, bro. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.